gourds, pumpkins, or squash? They're a cucubrid. What? A cucubrid. They're all the same. Well, they're of the same family, cucubrid. You want to find out what it is? Stick with us. Mike, when you brought the subject up, and considering it's Thanksgiving time, and yeah. you know, pumpkin and Halloween is over, but pumpkins are still around. People have left them out for the animals to eat in the back section. Hopefully, everybody, you did that. Yes. Yeah, here's if the- not, pause the show right now. Go outside, take your pumpkin, and move it back in the back section. The squirrels can have it. I'll wait. Well, they're gonna eat the meat. Mike, we gotta wait. Oh, hit the pause. Uh, okay, and they're back, Mike. They, they are. Well, okay. I'm, I, I'm talking into a mic. <laughs> All right, well, that was humor. So, no, it wasn't. Okay. Um, anyway, so I was flying to one of my audio gigs, sports gigs, yeah. and I saw these pumpkin patch area that, at you know, this was just a few days ago, still full of pumpkins. And I'm like... I don't understand this. Why is there still pumpkins? Wouldn't that season of harvesting be done with them? You want to elaborate on why? Well, getting them to the processing plant would be difficult, and you wouldn't be able to have anything ready to make your pumpkin pie out of for Thanksgiving or even for, you know, Christmas or the holidays themselves. I don't care what religion you, you, you practice. All right, time out, big time out. Okay, go. But Matt, according to the pumpkin show, pumpkin farm show we did, Last season and repeated, Matt said those are mostly squash, not necessarily pumpkin. That's in a pumpkin pie filling. That is true. The squash and the gourds. Now, they're all related. They're all a variety of cucuprid. Do you know what a cucuprid is? Yeah, all those put together. All those put together. <laughs> plus, Well, I mean, it's like a cucumber or even your impatient is a cucuprid. And there was a disease. Remember, we were talking about when we talked with Matt, the disease was the... Uh, it was it was a it was a, a mildew that came in and settled on the foliage itself and stripped the foliage itself off of all of the vine. An impatient, it's called downy mildew and it or powdery mildew. Yeah, and it downy. Would, that's what I the remember. downy mildew yeah. is what attacked your impatient, and it worked its way into the pumpkins or to the gourds or to the squash. But the fruit of the squash was more durable, or the gourd than the pumpkin, and then the impatient. Well, for instance, the, the pumpkin itself is mainly a winter squash. And it's big. You've got certain varieties. One, they have contests for the largest pumpkin in the world or the most tasty or the best one. They even call little itty-bitty pumpkins, which aren't pumpkins. They're little squash or gourds. Um, they call them pie pumpkins. Remember the real right. small yeah, ones? Yeah, he said pie pumpkins. Pie yeah. pumpkins. Well, they look like pumpkins, but technically they're not a pumpkin. They're a squash. Now, you're using squash to make the ingredients for the pies themselves. You can harvest those earlier in the season, like let's say September, end of August, get everything ready. But for the most part, a lot of them are coming from Central America or Northern South America. Why, you ask? They look like a butternut squash, but they're not. They call it a squash. It looks like a butternut squash, but it's called a Dickinson squash. A Dickinson squash looks just like butternut squash, but it grows in the heated times of the year quite well, 
and they ship them up here if they're not stuck in, you know, San Diego Harbor or stuck in San Francisco Harbor. And they come in and they make their, their, their ingredients for the pumpkin pie out of it. Now, what makes the pumpkin pie taste pumpkin-y pie-ish is not the gourd or is not the squash. It's the ingredients that you put into it, like the lattes that you get at Starbucks. Cinnamon, 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 and whatever. What do they call it? Pumpkin lattes. I'm not into it. Just give me a coffee. Them, so I don't know. But basically, it's it's a squash or a gourd that's going into your stomach when you make the pumpkin pie. Now, the stuff we import from warmer climates are basically the gourds and squashes that we use for, let's say, an earlier round of like Thanksgiving, and then let's say maybe some of the stuff I saw from the air is more the second round, like Christmas. No? Am I... No, what you're doing is, is, ac- is, is, is accurate. Now, you're seeing right now, I went to the store because a few years back, the ingredients, they have to label it. And you look on it, there are ingredients that are going to be gourds, that are going to be squashed, that aren't going to say pumpkin. But there's a particular store in a chain that's going now and using actual pumpkin. They're taking the pumpkin itself, and they're, they're mass-producing it so that people are going to make legitimate pumpkin pie out of the ingredients that you have in, let's say, the can. Now, they've also got a pre-prepared, pre-prepared pumpkin mix that is from definite pumpkins themselves, not the winter gourds, not the uh, warm gourds, not even the butternut squash. They're basically doing it with the pumpkins. And so you're getting the real thing that way. But for years, we were growing up. I'm sure you were, Scott. Yeah. You, we were eating gourds and squash. Yeah, so, yeah. And I don't like squash. It sounds like roadkill. I love pumpkin pie. I used to. And then it's like, oh, I love gourds and squash pie. It's kind of like finding out about the tooth fairy. What about the tooth fairy? You look forward to the tooth fairy, you know, dropping that nickel under your pillow and then come to find out that she's a he. Well, nickel, we know what decade you were born. Yes. Thank you. I was wealthy then. <laughs> All right, Scott. I got something. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you, and I, you know how I hate to do that again. <laughs> I really do. But do you remember when you said you take your pumpkin and throw it out in the backyard? Yeah, I told everybody to pause the show, go out and yeah, throw their pumpkin in the backyard. Let the squirrels take Bravo. it. Bravo. Well, what do you think the squirrels are eating? I mean, they're gonna for, they're gonna go after it like gangbusters and eat, right? Well, they got the well, there's seeds and there's. The gourdish part of it also. The meat of the pumpkin meat. is basically the most nutritious portion of that for that particular critter. You're going to find other critters like deer are going to be coming in. Opossum are going to be coming in. So are the raccoons. But. I was going to say, where where is this correction coming? The correction's coming in where it's not necessarily a correction. It's a slap on the wrist. Okay. Now that that's over, it's about the seeds. And you're going to ask, Mike, what about the seeds? What about the seeds? I love pumpkin seeds. Well, yeah, you like them. You can, you can bake them. You can go ahead and eat them. But in this case, you leave them out there in the yard. Guess what you're going to have next year come June? A pumpkin farm. You're going to have A pumpkins pumpkin that are going to be crawling all over the place. Ah. So get rid of those seeds first. And then leave the, the remnants. If you want, you can have the whole pumpkin out there that's not carved. Or if it was carved, just, you know, scrape out. Make sure that the seeds are dumped into the garbage. Or you can bake them. But when you do throw them out there, you're basically feeding all the other critters that come out at nighttime that are really timid. Again, the opossum is a good critter. The raccoon, well, we got ourselves a little because they get in the garbage cans. Um, there's other things. The squirrels are going to go after them like gangbusters too. Uh, certain birds are going to go after the meat. But basically you're re-giving back to Mother Nature what we took away. The other thing, though, 
And have you ever had pumpkin seeds? Have you ever watched a baseball game? Well, where well, well wait, be, before you get into that, so what you're saying as far as not leaving the pumpkin seeds for the animals is, A, if the animals eat them and get rid of them through bodily functions someplace else in the yard. Sure. Or B, just the pumpkins that seeds that didn't get eaten. Let me try English. Or just the seeds that did not get eaten. Right. They're going to grow a vine. You're going to get so but many. Technically, that's an invasive species then. If, right, yes. but it's an annual, meaning that it dies out every year and it returns back as seed, which that's the way it repropagates itself. It doesn't come back from a crown like a perennial. Um, an invasive species is something that you really don't want because it's going to take over the territory. But with the pumpkin, um, the following season, if you have a pumpkin that's growing in your backyard, yeah, that's cool and cute. And little Timmy and Julie and Jane and all this, they're going to, they're going to get their own pumpkins for next year. That's cool. But when you throw that seed out there or the pumpkin out there, that's your, instead of one for every child, you're going to get about 10 to 20 of them. What are you going to do with those pumpkins? Or, you're right, it is invasive. You're going to find that that vine climbs up trees, on fences, into your regular garden, and you don't want that around. Trust me. So if you do happen to, that does happen to you next year, you got to get rid of all those pumpkins, or you're going to have the repeat, even though the frost will kill it, you're going to have the repeat of right. all those 10 decaying in those seeds. Right. Then your neighbors aren't really going to appreciate it either because let's say some of the seeds that this, the squirrels, the birds, the deer, the raccoon, the possum eat, it's going to come out at the south end of the northbound critter and it's going to grow on your neighbor's property. And they're going to say, that damn sandstorm, he's out there growing pumpkins and I got him in my yard now. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. You, you are going to be contributing to other people's misery. Mike's afraid to say butt on the air. Well... <laughs> No, but so our gaping if, if if everything is related, or squash and gourds, yeah, seeds, seeds keep going. They do the same thing. They will do the same thing, and you will get the, depending on the variety. Though there, remember we talked about them being cucuprid. The gourds themselves aren't as hollow on the inside as let's say the winter squash or the pumpkin. The squash that you're getting from. Uh, Central America or or Northern South America is going to look like the butternut squash. And if you've ever seen the butternut squash, it's mostly all meat and very little seed. Okay. The only one that's going to be really loaded with the seed is going to be the pumpkin or, again, that winter squash that we were talking about. Um, basically, it, it, it's, it's going to be something that you're going to have a tough time controlling if you don't take those seeds out. Now, what I am going to recommend is that you take? Have you ever baked your? Have you ever had pumpkin seeds? Oh yeah. I mean, they're saltier than the Dickens. You chew them; they're really good. My ex and I did that for our son. We put baked them. We put them in the the oven. There's recipes for them. I mean, we used the olive oil. We salted the heck out of them. We baked them for I don't know how long. And yeah, once they dried out, we ate them like you know candy or popcorn. Um, but did you know that vets use it for a specific thing? Vets as an animal. I'm not talking. No, the animal animal's doctor. The, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that. Veterinarian not, not a military is person. the full word. What? What? Veterinarian. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Okay. Just I'm just making vet kind of got slurred. You are slurred. a picky person. You know I'm that? just making sure everybody understands what we're talking. about. Some people listen to this stuff in the car and they don't. Veterinarian is a veterinarian or veterinarian? Oh, the first one. 
It's not a veteran of foreign wars. Why don't we just call it an, an animal doctor? Animal doctor. Okay. All right. So you know, <laughs> what do the animal doctors use pumpkin seeds for, Mike? Well, they don't use the pumpkin seeds. What, what they seeds do they the use? They use the toxin, not really a toxin, but there's uh, a product in it. It's called cucurbitin. It's C-U-C-U-R-B-I-T-I-N. Cucurbitin. Cucurbitin is used in both animals and human beings. Did you know that? Well, what's it used for? This, well, this is the biggest question. All right, the biggest question here is: is if you're going to the 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 the, the C U C U R B I T A N cucurbitin is used as a parasitic eliminator in animals. In other words, it's a dewormer. Dewormer. Yeah. So, I mean, as you're eating pumpkin seeds, you're getting rid of the worms that you got in you, person. Well, that's a gross subject to be talking about, but technically, yeah, the the well, it's, it's, a good, it's a good thing I don't do pumpkin seeds often. Well, no, but it's... A, they're it's, it's, so salty, they're not good flushes. for you. No, they're not. But that, it's a seasonal thing. True. But, I mean, you know, if you're a baseball player, it's either that or sunflower seeds that you can spit out because they used to do tobacco, but they're not doing that anymore. Right. Um, so, anyhow... The, but, so, but some parasites in your body are good, so is this a non-selective? It's non-selective. Okay. So it's going to I mean, wipe so out it's everything. It's going to wipe out what you have temporarily. Yeah. Um, then they get it's used as a flush to get rid of the worms, a dewormer for the animals. Now, there's heartworm, like in dogs, that it's not going to work on. I don't think I'm not a veterinarian, an animal doctor, but it will take care of the 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 intestinal tract worms that you get. Even a tapeworm, I mean, it's going to get rid of that too. But it works quite well on it. Now, I remember they were using dewormer for. Who, who took a dewormer and they to help him with COVID? I don't recommend this. Really? For, yeah, part yeah, they did. Wow. They were yeah, and they were making a big deal of it. But it's 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 something, it's something mimectin. I can't remember it, but this is cucurbitin, and basically it knocks out any type of a parasitic worm that's inside the animal or person. And it's not really toxic to human beings or animals. It basically flushes them. So I wonder how much pumpkin seeds I need to eat. In order to make that you gotta make this difficult, don't you? I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking. Wandering minds. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know either. But I, I guess. I mean, a a handful a day keeps a doctor away. Well, it depends on a handful. I I can go. I mean, I can eat a handful of peanuts, and I'm never satisfied. So you keep eating. I don't know if it's going to cause. Let's say you eat plums or prunes. They clean you out, but you eat too many of them. Or dates, they're delicious. You eat too many of them. What's it going to do? It's going to clean you out. You eat any type of a fruit, too many peaches, it's going to clean you out. Apricot, clean you out, especially the stuff with the sulfur in it. it Woo, it'll clean a room out. But regardless. It's just interesting that that chemical is an ingredient in a pumpkin seed. Why is that interesting? Because, I mean, there's, well, I mean, there's CBD because, that's in. Right, because, well, I mean, when you list something that they make this pumpkin filling filling out it just says pumpkin and salt on that or the active ing- the ingredients yeah. but you're not acting you're not you're not going to eat that now i'm not sure if it's the meat that's going to be the product that's going to clean you out as far as the parasites i know the seeds have that uh curcurbitin in okay it. all right i'm not sure if it's the meat from the pumpkin all right so i thought maybe it was both okay so it just may be the seed only yeah, I, I'm. Interesting. I, well, we can look that up, and you can come. You know, we can get ready for the next weekend, and we can open. Hey, hey, hey! I was right. The whatever you want to call that, curcubitin, is the active ingredient. But how much you eat, I can look that up. 
Um, in order for, what, do you really need to be cleaned out? Do you need the? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just. I mean, I mean, we can, there's other things that you can use that's <laughs> over the counter instead of just a pumpkin. I just was finding that interesting. Positories. I mean, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no. Yuck. I'm good. All right. Well, then that, that's one of the products. The, the Kikuprids, I, I don't know why we're on, on such a fun topic on this other than you didn't know. We did Matt and his, his pumpkin farm. Actually, we're not eating pumpkin pie from pumpkins. We're eating squash that has pumpkin pie ingredients in it for the pies. Again, the pumpkin is going to be later on in the season, and we mostly use the pumpkin for decoration. There are pie pumpkins we talked earlier, but those are the small itty-bitty ones that are harvested even earlier in the season that they use for that. Now, that's for, you know, any ma kettle that wants to go ahead and be as earthy as possible— and make her own or his, it doesn't have to be a woman, their pumpkin pie out of the actual pie itself. I mean, out of the, the, the plant itself, the pumpkin, the pumpkin, the pie pumpkin, whatever you want to call that damn thing. So the, the whole point of this episode was started off by, well, we've already done a pumpkin farm. Right. You know, thing last year. You saw your year, moo like cows. Yeah. You got the and, chickens. Yeah, there were chickens there. So the, the, what triggered all this is Mike started posting on his face, his own personal Facebook page a tree that had this elongated uh, – uh, most people thought it was like a fruit, and it, it would be something you see down in Florida type of thing. But well, even farther it was, down in Florida. I but, mean, yeah, but it's still- – Yes, a, a more of a tropical area that you would see this weird – I mean, God. It, it was 60 feet in the air. It was in a cedar tree. And some Two of them, or three of them. Some of them look like three – Four feet long. They were three and four feet long. And Mike was kind of like, what in the heck is this, people? And I said, what in the hell is this? He put an, uh, an APB out for help. And what, so what would you find well, out? Well, everybody was throwing their, I mean, I was getting a lot of responses from it. People were baffled. Nobody really knew. And they were saying, you know, sometime, you know, it's it's radioactive or <laughs> it's it's some type of a mutant strain of something. Or they even said it was a flufa or whatever. Flufa is something that you can scrape the skin off on the outside, and it's like a sponge that, that people bathe with. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it wasn't none of that. Annie Johnson does the loofah. Yeah, loofah, that's yeah, what it's called. That's when we interviewed Yes. Yeah. Now, you said that there were a lot of people involved in, I understand, or because I've read it, but one of our listeners actually solved the problem. Marty from Indiana was a godsend. She even sent me a, a website to, that she found that basically describes it as a bottle gourd. Now, it's a gourd, but it was 65 feet in the, in the tree. It was a cedar tree that was that tall, that high up. I don't know if you saw the picture that I had. I did. But she basically did the research and found it out. And I'll give credit to the garden center that was there. Um, it was called India Mart, M-A-R-T dot com, www.indiamart.com. And go ahead and look it up. But it is a tropical. It is an exotic fruit. A bird must have got into eating some one of the seeds from the trash and then took a dump, and it, the seed was whole, and it climbed up that tree. It went 65 feet in the air, and it had three- and four-foot fruit, which were the gourds. And it looked like a long cucumber with a bulbous end on it. It's a tropical, and it survived in the Midwest? It grew in the Midwest. We had ourselves a wet, humid. So we don't know when. It but was- it's not going to come back as a perennial. Right, right, because of the 
They, I mean, the winters the are going to knock it out. Right. But it, it's crazy that it grew that big in such a short time. I know. And months. what did it base itself just in the bark up there? No, it wrapped slowly around. It climbed up up the tree itself on the bark and on the limbs. So from its root structure is in the ground. A bird took a dump from one of the branches. The seed hit okay. the ground. So in in one Ohio summer, it grew, that vine grew 60 feet in the air. Feet in the air and yes. then blossomed and gave us this, this fruit huge that fell. Gourd. It could kick somebody. It could send them to the hospital. It fell. I mean, the person <laughs> that brought it to my attention, it broke apart in three different places. I mean, this could definitely put somebody in the hospital. <laughs> oh, so, not laughing. And no, let's not. But I mean, well, but yeah, but yes, it is. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, serious. It's our tropical if and you growing want, that fast. Did you, uh, Scott, I'd like you if you can. I'll try and send you the picture where I got it. And if you can put it up since you're the technocrat, I'd like to show what this is. Yeah, I'll put it on the Facebook and Instagram page. Marty, thank you for sending and yeah, finding that's out what awesome. that answer was. Thanks for doing the homework. She's an avid listener on your Midwest Garden podcast. I want to thank you very much. I will not disclose your last name or where you're from. It is Indiana, though. And we will make it a point to say, that's an attaboy for you, lady. Thank you. So, is it edible? I'm presuming. But I wouldn't eat it. The squash has a roadkill name to it. You don't want to be the first to try it. I'm not going to try it. You need to find an old caveman. It's like eating <laughs> eating sushi. I won't eat sushi. We'll let Mikey try it. But you know, that that's blown out of... I didn't mean you, Mikey's Mikey. now 65 years old. So am I. So it, it, you have anything more to add about squash and what you can do with it after the that, Just holiday? remember that the, the, the pumpkin itself can be made into a pie if you have the patience and you wanted to just take the meat. Dispose of the seed appropriately or bake them with some salt and some olive oil. Let them dry and eat them. They're a dewormer, so you know your kids aren't going to have any worms. You might be able to give it to Fluffy or Farfer. Uh, Farfer's a hamster. Don't give it to him. He might die because of it. Um, in the course of events, just make sure that you're feeding Mother Nature. You're helping. Take the meat of the of the pumpkin if you want to break it up and throw it out in the backyard. You're going to notice that squirrels, opossum, uh raccoons and deer are going to eat them, munch on them. You're going to be helping the environment also. You're not going to pack a, a, a garbage dump filled with the pumpkins that we got left over. But I think in the meantime, uh, what we've basically learned is that the pie itself is coming from a gourd or a, a, a squash, which the pumpkin is actually a squash. Family also. member of. Yeah. It's a family member. It's a cucuprid, which ranges from impatience all the way to that squash that we had climbing the bottle squash or gourd that was in the in the 65 feet in the air. Um, we also know that it it's it's something that basically kids and myself, or adults, can have a good time watching grow. It can and will be invasive if you don't get rid of the seeds. Is there anything else you wanted to know from that, Scott? No, I was just. I mean, I brought up the the flying and the huge pumpkin patch that was still like. Uh, on yeah now do you think the harvesting is going to be ready for thanksgiving once they process it through the plant possibly and and, and, I mean, it, and it may be a it may be phase two for the, but here's the christmas the, here's holiday the thing, since we enlightened a number of people grocery stores are now using the regular products of the true pumpkin right not true the pumpkin. pumpkin pie mix right so, so, you, so you can find the traditional or you can find the the quick and easy the re, well the real pumpkin yeah. Pumpkin pie. That's right. 
And, the, and then, you know, then you can tell everybody. Well, you don't, don't tell anybody. See if anybody knows there's a difference. Tell the difference. You know, that's, have one that's from the gourds yeah, and the squash. let's do that. And then do one from the pumpkin. And anybody out there that's doing that, let us know. Yeah, let do us it know. Without the Dream Whip or the, the you know, the the, the, the the white stuff on top of it. Yeah. Or I, ice cream. I, this year, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day is a travel day for me. So I will not be doing any experiments. But I would like you guys to do my experiment for me. Okay. I want I want a pumpkin pie made out of the hundred percent pumpkin and the pumpkin pie made out of squash. Okay. And you guys do a taste test and see if see if anybody notices the difference. Can we taste your margaritas too? That's a different holiday. Okay. I will do that and we'll see if there is a uh, I mean we'll use the same ingredients. It's a challenge to you out there. Um I'll even ask a few people to see if they can do it. And see That's what cool. we can come up with. All right. And we'll have the when you come back, we'll do the results. All right, everybody, I hope you learned a little bit something more about the pumpkin pie. What are they called? The active ingredient? I mean, they're called cucuprids. The dewormer is called cucurbitin. And if you eat the seeds, you're not going to have to worry about worms. <laughs> it's, 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 gonna, it's really bad for fishermen. I don't know if those are the right words that you'd want to use. <laughs> I'm not going to go sifting through the dew. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. We'll leave that one alone and wish, wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. You can do that right now. Right now. All right, guys and gals. Enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, what is it, capsaicin that's in the turkey or something that makes you want to sleep other than the alcohol consumed? Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. And, you know, stay away from dewormers for right now. Just eat the pie. Talk to you guys. Thanks for listening to your Midwest Garden. If you like today's conversation, please share this podcast with friends and family. And don't forget to click on the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episodes. Plus, if you have any show topics you'd like us to discuss, head on over to our sponsor's Facebook page, which is Black Diamond Garden Center, and message them your topic idea. For all of us at your Midwest Garden Podcast, I'm Michael Rourke, the Garden Guy. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation.